It's the right time for Western Oklahoma. Todd Mustafa in for Harold on the right time for Western Oklahoma. And joining us live in studio is the Honorable Mayor of Clinton, uh, Oklahoma, Mr. Honorable. David Brown. Trying to stay honorable. Good, good yeah. morning, yeah, sir. Good, good morning, morning. guys. I mean, the two of you just, just excite me. I mean, <laughs> I'm going to open both eyes. Well, we are celebrating the anniversary of Wonder World. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, Wonder David World. remembered Wonder World. Wonder World. I remember, uh, yeah, uh, pig sandwiches. Uh, I, there's a lot of things I remember. Uh, yeah. <laughs> The bamboo. Yeah. Well, no, I don't remember so much about. Well, he has a Wonder World memory because he was in this. <laughs> yeah. In the middle of it, I just remember it was here and it was gone. Yeah. And and as I told them off air, it was called Wonder World, and people would come in and say, "I wonder where the hell everything is. I wander around. I can't yeah. find anything. Yeah. Where in the world yeah. am I? Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Okay. So, oh my good. But it just shows you a lot of things have changed in the the great right. hub city over the years, right. but. Man, it's an exciting time right now. We see the light at the end of the tunnel. The hospital is about to open. Right, that's the elephant in the room, and I and has been for the last year and a half, and uh, or two years almost now. Uh, but we're uh, we're making uh, great strides uh, so, to moving us back into a position of quality health care in Clinton. So I I, I uh, went right to the numbers: two million dollars a month. Uh, not, oh, is it two hundred thousand? Two hundred twenty thousand dollars a month is what the operating costs will be. That, that and that's been approved. well. Now that two hundred twenty thousand dollars a month, I think that has to do with the emergency room. Oh, yeah, the, the yeah. emergency room. That that is a uh, of course that's that's a, an estimate. Uh, that's an estimate. That's an estimate. And that's still a negotiation. Um, they are working. They've gone back and have developed. I think a conversation with a. Uh, contracting group out of Midwest City uh, that uh, that that the hospital is familiar with, and they're trying to work out a deal. But that that you know that's the heart of your your hospital, the emergency part, is having the emergency room up and running and in great shape and then staffed. So that would be yes, that that would be an estimated uh, cost. But I, I think that's a negotiation. And and, so. and to be clear. Uh, what that is, that's if you choose to have this this group uh, come in and run, which is which is pretty common. I, that's what they're doing in Weatherford and a lot of other hospitals. Instead of running the emergency room yourself and worrying about staff, you can actually pay an outside company to actually run it for you and make sure it's fully staffed. Well, and, right? and if they maintain, you know, as in the past, they'll have local physicians sure. who are trained in emergency room uh care to come back in and and uh fill not all the slots because it's a seven day a week 24 hour a day uh operation but uh, we have some local physicians and you have to be specially trained in emergency medical care and we have those so um yeah that's all like that's all in the details where does the money come from the funds well uh it it, once you once you tie into Medicare and Medicaid, you know eighty percent of the of of the billing is Medicare Medicaid. And, but for three or four months, the expense will have to be borne by Clinton um, until we get uh, approved to get our license back uh, with CMS, the Center of Medicare. 
uh, in Washington, and they have a, a certain uh, procedure that Clinton Regional, even though we've been in business 100 years and we're operating beautifully just, you know, nine months ago, uh, we have to go through kind of a mock setup where we have so many patients for 24 hours and and um, no, there's just some technical procedures. But until we get that money, when you say, you know, where does the money come from? Yes. It would either come from private insurance where people would have, you know, that uh, that uh, would have to be uh, a part of the resource. But, uh, uh, the, you know, the biggest part of it, you know, comes from Medicare, Medicaid. And the good news is we still have some money in the trust that oh, can yes. get us through, you know, the, the and, opening and, few and, months. And, and, and as I understand it, you know, there's a certain amount of it's going to be reimbursable. Yeah. In other words, like we have to hold our breath underwater for so long until we get this uh, reapproval. But we've been assured by Senator Langford's office. They've been, you know, we've, we've really been political about this for months and months and months. Um, they're working at that federal level <clears throat> to expedite. So any, uh, uh, the re, they're calling it the grand reopening is still scheduled for late October? October 30th. They tried to avoid October 31st. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> so... Uh, according to uh, Mike Thomas, who is the uh, uh, interim, new, uh, new interim, yeah, and he's been there. I mean, he's the cons- isn't he the consultant? He's the too? consultant, That's what and, I and he led us to a a lady who had done an outstanding job, and uh, she would still be there. It, it, she, her mother, uh, Reba, Reba, uh, had uh, became ill uh, beyond what she felt like um, she could you know responsibly uh, stay at our hospital yeah so she's gone uh to take care of the mom but uh mike thomas is filling in you know but they'll they'll be getting you know someone else uh, it, it, it's well, lucky to have him being able to step in because he has been a godsend because if you well, think back he is. to nine months ago uh some of the consultants were were just saying well this is what it's going to take to reopen right, he comes and, in guess but what he, but but he along with our attorneys yeah you know yes. um, have open doors that should never have been shut yeah and um we have uh, made some very you know smooth quick process that you know we frankly you know we should have been open three or four months ago but uh it took us going with a, a new law firm and uh and then mike thomas and his group coming in and consulting with us they opened they had contacts within the state uh, department of health because they've been through it before uh, well no that yeah that and paul's valley i mean he reopened the the Paul's Valley Hospital, but his his uh, he's been a he he is a warrior, and um, we are when you say lucky to have him. Yeah, he's a interesting guy. He's uh, all business, and um, he obviously knows what he's what he's doing. You know, it's interesting a- until you had explained it. Um, I didn't realize that you actually had to open before you could get that Medicare license. I thought that was one of the things, okay, you can't open until you have the license, but actually you have to open and see a, a certain amount of patients before they issue the license. At that point, it's a formality, that, that, right? That was a tragedy of not having our license uh, uh, returned to us. Yeah, And once they were not returned then it's as if they never existed. And we have to go through this uh, bureaucratic 
legalistic process uh, to kind of reestablish ourselves in the, uh, the in the health economic world, and that's the world of Medicare Medicaid. And so they have their standards, they have different things. So we're we're working with them, and um, uh, and it's like you say, we're fortunate. Clinton had the foresight to earmark millions of dollars uh, almost thirty years ago. That should something come up, who could predict what would come up? Yeah. But we had this uh, fund, and it, it will it's it will serve serve us well in the interim to get us through, and then uh, a certain amount of that'll be reimbursable. And we have other things. Hopefully, we're going to be bringing some more income in back into uh, Clinton Regional uh, as the new year starts. Now, long term, we know that it is very hard for rural hospitals just to exist in the state of right. health care. You know, as you mentioned, 80% is Medicare and, right. and, and <clears throat> Medicaid and stuff like that. And that's why a lot of rural hospitals have, at the very least, management agreements with other hospitals and stuff. And right. at one point, you guys were going to have Karis run, and then it, you know, obviously... Well, that, Karis is, is was an interim. Or interim, yeah. Well, they were going, they were going to get us... Uh, you know, kind of take the baton out yeah. of 2022 and transfer it into 2023. And then oh, we felt like we'd be in a position to make some decisions either with them and or go with a new operator. But things got uh, bogged down. Yeah. And we had to dismiss this wonderful staff we have. Of, you know, we were paying full-time employees uh for January, February, March, and April, their entire salaries yeah. under the guise that all this was going to come to fruition and we would be reissued a license uh, in the first quarter. And when it became apparent that that was not going to be the case, then the Karis thing didn't make sense because they were hired to operate the hospital in an interim basis. Now, where that has worked out quite well yeah. is in the urgent care. And they they went ahead and uh, they had a couple of contracts with us, and one was the urgent care. And if you look now, we've got billboards advertising uh, Clinton Regional Hospital urgent care, and that has been an absolute diamond in the rough that has come as a result of this. And we have a great uh, seven-day-a-week 12 hours a day opened urgent care. And that's going to continue. Even yes, when the hospital. yes, it's going to continue. And so, yeah, it's been a, yeah. So with the long-term things in mind where the money is concerned, I, 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 we have a lot on our plate. We have the uh, interchange that we're trying to do at the same time. That's right. Require a certain amount of money. But where are we financially uh, for the city? Make me feel good about our Well, finances. our overall sales tax is up. And has been uh, all last year. Um, the um, one of the great things for Robert Johnson, our city manager of now about three years, he was tasked three years ago when he came on board. We said, now in 2024, we've got to write a check uh, for six million dollars, probably to the Oklahoma Department of Transportation for our our, our share of this sixty million dollar project. And he has really uh, worked quite well in uh, in measuring our finances. So when I say the sales tax is, is has been up, and we've you know been uh, uh, more money's coming in, he's also been setting aside uh, and not we haven't been spending on all the projects that obviously would be worthy of 
right. spending on. Uh, we've just done the, the the emergency ones and the ones that you know have had to be prioritized. But he is we're we're going to be in a position because of his good efficient uh, work as a manager. We're going to write that check, and I don't. We're not going to have to go to. Uh, to uh, sales tax, we're not going to have to ask the ci- citizens to come up with any more money. So that's one thing. That that's that's a separate stream. Right. Now, where we've been blessed has been this with this unexpected hospital situation, which is literally a, you know you know millions of dollars of expense that um, that we had not anticipated. That also is a separate stream of revenue that uh, one was in savings. Uh, but also, we're hopefully going to crank back up pretty quickly uh, over the next three or four months. And they're going to. Uh, the new hospital board is really being extremely, uh, to their credit, conservative. And they've hired a consultant to come in here and look at what you know what has what's the past track record of expenses. How much how much should we anticipate that this hospital will need to generate in order to take care of baseline expenses as we reopen as a 22-bed hospital with an emergency room and pharmacy and and all the scans and the labs and all the good stuff. So uh, they're trying not to get uh, outside their skis. But, you know, what big machines do we buy? Or do we lease machines? You know, the, the MRI, the, you know, the, the CAT scans, the all these things. But uh, they're they're and they're on the road to trying to reassemble the hospital in an orderly fashion, but one that makes sense uh, financially. So and, you know, turning the page to transfer stations. Yeah, what is that? I've I've had this question come up twice, asking me of all people. You know, as if I know. I said I'd find right. out, but. There seems to be. I'd, I'd like to know exactly what's going on with the public the, on the yes, Republic supply yes. thing. Well, that's gone back and forth because we had a long-term uh, contract with the Republic, and they chose to a few a couple of years ago to modify that contract and said we don't want to. We're not going to take the from the transfer station. We're not going to transfer it ourselves to say Weatherford. Okay. So that in the last couple of years, uh, Clinton uh, trucks have been transferring to, to waste. Uh, over waste. Over, yeah. And okay. now since then, um, there has been the, the the question: How do we deal with now with the in the with the future? We have an Elk City possibility. <laughs> you know, they have you know a waste area over there but uh it's possible that we're now we're looking at the possibility of of purchasing the transfer station that was you know built by republic and the scales and and all this and 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 then and and then uh re-engaging like a new company uh to to transfer there's a possibility of private a, a, a private company that would come on board and uh, be a part of the transfer uh, but it's uh, even and then there's a possibility of Republic uh, staying in the picture uh, so we're protected from that standpoint but the final decisions on what is the best scenario for Clinton hasn't been fully 
uh, developed yet. You know what blows me away? And I know a lot of it is the EPA and stuff like that, but every city used to have their own dump, right? And right. you could take your That's own right. trash. And then they said that because of environmental regulations, right. there were so many it made it impossible to do that. And not only could we not build new ones, we had to close the ones we have or just use it for treatments. Well, but somehow Elk City, didn't they a few years ago build a new landfill? Yeah. How, how were they well, I think, able well, to do I th- that? I think the only, the only thing I would adjust uh, to what you just said, I, when Clinton decided to close its landfill, it wasn't that, as I understand it, because I was here, you know, as a citizen yeah. and heard the arguments, it wasn't that we couldn't spend money to stay in that business. No. It was seemed like uh, too much money. Hmm. It was too much. In other words, yeah. we had to put a skin in out there or some type of exactly. envir- uh, environmental uh, uh, expenditure that the uh, leadership of Clinton at the time led uh, the citizens to question. There's a lot of money in the aspect of uh, being able to accept asphalt and those type of th- products because contractors are leaving Clinton going to... Elk City to dump their asphalt. Right. We, we don't have a site here. And I think the decision at that time was this lining that you could put it in. Was it was a liner. Tremendous cost. Hmm. And it wasn't something that Clinton could see far enough ahead to see that that would be a value at some point. Yeah, it's kind uh, of one of those things you look back. You yeah, look you, backwards and look at it. And, you know, of course, then that led to that whole area where the dump was becoming a... Racetrack, you know. So if you live long enough, you know you you can, and, and you know if you're wise enough, you can look at and you can trace your steps. And sometimes, sometimes that it, 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 there's not clarity on on what to do. But Clinton, I think, could have stayed at least longer yeah. in the business. Uh, it just would have been a tremendous expense. Well, and it's the same thing. I mean, Weatherford's the same thing. Yeah. I mean, they act, we, we transferred to Weatherford, but then they transferred somewhere else. Yeah, and I'm like, where somewhere. is our trash going? So I don't know. I know, no. But those no. vehicles take a toll. I, mean, no, I see the trucks thing. coming between Weatherford and Clinton daily, and I'm thinking, wow, <laughs> these babies are wearing out. They man. are, and they weren't built for that, too. <laughs> I mean, that, that's, you know. So. And the gas pumps. I'm at Domino's twice a day, and I see Clinton trucks. They're loading up the gas, right. man. This stuff is tremendous. Well, we're try- we're hopefully going to come up with a reasonable <laughs> solution, and we're in the process of doing. You that. got a street sweeper out there? We got to hear that one. We got a street sweeper. <laughs> okay, <laughs> and it's not you, Mustafa. I it's, know. It's I was crying about it on machine. July the fourth because we had plenty of streets to clean up the debris that was left. And I thought, where is my street sweeper? Now here well, we go. Well, just a few <laughs> minutes left with uh, Clinton Mayor David Brong. Uh, obviously, had the chamber. Banquet uh, yes. Friday and yes. had a Citizen of the Year award. Yeah, Keith yeah. Ventress and I, you know, I had the pleasure of introducing that award. And uh, Keith is an interesting guy. We've had he's the 45th uh, recipient of the Citizen of the Year since 1978, and mm-hmm. they've been male, female. They've been uh, different groups. Um, it's been a, an array of people all representing the same. I said this the other night. The same attitude. Not what I can do, what Clinton can do for me, but what I can I do for Clinton. And uh, it's that kind of attitude, and it came in different forms from different people through the years. But Keith uh, 
chose to, you know, put his money where his mouth is and bought the what is now the split decision uh, bowling alley. But the, he took that horrible eyesore and he saw it. Those around him under, uh, hurt him all the time. You know, we got to do this. We got to do that. And so he he bought it. And then fixed it up and then transferred it basically to owners. And um, it was uh, seen as a magnanimous uh, for Clinton move and not, you know, just a typical business move. So he was awarded uh, that kind of an altruistic award. It is an altruistic award. So if I bring back Wonder World, uh, could I be up for the award next year? Well, it depends if we would have to give you a mental check. <laughs> if he brings that back, he's going to get more than just that. Yeah, when you, I couldn't remember be... those things. What was it, those cucumbers? Or what was it they were selling out front? Yeah, well, all kinds uh, of weird. We had artichoke cards, and we had bamboo shoots. <laughs> the bamboo uh, shoots, I think yeah. you're underplaying the bamboo Yo, shoots. I think, I think they are quite popular. <laughs> that, well, this day would be back then, no. <laughs> well, yeah. once again, uh, David, thanks for the yeah. update. Yeah. And uh, once again. Once again, hey, uh, great times ahead for the hub. See, I would just have to say, you know, you mentioned split decision, but all the beautification that's been going on in Clinton, right. getting ready of, uh, rid of dilapidated hotels, uh, new buildings coming up at the right. school, new businesses right. in town, all the entrepreneurs, like you've got the social, you've you've got uh, the long bell. I mean, it's amazing. You've got right. some really unique places in Clinton. It is, and we just every, every community has its different uh, uh, economic engines and clinton happens to be cultural yeah uh and arts and at the same time uh, we are in the middle of the life out here in the, yeah. as the hub city geographically so there's every reason that you know we should just keep our eye on our own situation so, and, and move forward absolutely All right, then. so weatherford if you're tired of your burger joints come on to clinton man. <laughs> <laughs> we've got plenty to do we got good food i'll baby. take a uh, real beer over burgers any day all right david Brog, our guest this morning tune in Every weekday at 6 a.m. for the right time with Harold Wright. Brought to you by Priority Home Medical Equipment on 99.3 News Talk KCLI.